Since when do you care or even know about fox hunting? Fox hunting is an ancient and noble pursuit that's fascinated me ever since I first heard of it ten minutes ago. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 11, 31st Century Fox. Ben, there has been a disaster. Yes. Our Back to the Futurama uniforms have been destroyed by your cats. That sounds like something they would do, yes. Exactly. And I can't podcast without some kind of uniform. I podcast naked every week, so I'm fine. It's weird that your uniform was destroyed then, because now <laughs> somehow you're wearing clothes. Uh-huh. They, sh- they shredded the concept, the of, concept of my nudity. <laughs> well, they are some clever cats. <laughs> they are some existential cats. But we need to get new uniforms. What's your what uniform do you want us to wear while we podcast this? Well, it's got to have as many pockets as possible. Okay. Pockets are great. You pockets can store are stuff in them. Uh that's really the main thing that they do. So are we starting what? Cargo short level? Cargo shorts as shirt level? Where are we going? So, obviously cargo shorts because we as podcasters Mm -hmm. need to carry a lot of equipment right true i'm you know what i do love a cargo short we've got microphones we've got microphone stands we've got an audio interface Mm -hmm. and computers and ipads and they all fit in our cargo shorts because they're that they gotta be big pockets oh boy oh boy huge pockets jinko cargo shorts got it (laughs) good start next up okay one of those vests that like photographers wear. Okay. It's like covered oh, in pockets. Yeah. Okay, sure, yeah. Because that Again. way we can put more, so, you know, audio adapters. Those will fit in those sure. little pockets. Backup um, microphones. Back exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, chargers for all of this stuff. Sure. Because you know, um, third, third, a hat. Okay. With, wait for it, a pocket on it. I could not see that coming. What do you put in that pocket? Uh, you know, whatever whatever you think you might have forgotten. Um, you could uh, put some, like, put your tooth br- uh, toothpaste and toothbrush in there so that that way you're like, oh, crap. Like, I always forget. Did I remember? And then you look in the mirror. You see those sticking see out it, of yeah, that. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. I should do that. Um, I often find that my best podcasting happens while I am brushing my teeth. So I agree with you. I there. mean, when you're going to the podcasting conventions sure. and the, the live shows that we obviously are going to be invited to any minute, um, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you gotta, you gotta make sure that, you know, you got, you don't got stanky breath when sure. you're talking to those microphones, that breath is going to come back at you and you don't be, you won't be smelling that. That, and the point of a microphone is amplifying things. That means it's just going to amplify your sm- smelly breath. Exactly. And who wants that? Or, you know, you just toss some condoms in there, and then people are like, that's a podcaster who is down to clown. 
I don't, first off, I don't think anybody has ever said those words. <laughs> and other also, I feel like a condom is pretty good as a um, deterrent to that activity sometimes. But I mean, I'm I'm sorry, baby. I just got a podcast right now, and she's walking out the door. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you would you would skip that with me for talking into a microphone in a dumb way? Yes, I think I would. Sure. The podcaster creed. Sure, sex is great, but have you tried being an <laughs> idiot to hundreds of strangers at a time? Hi, I'm Mike of Back to the Futurama. Being an idiot to hundreds of people at a time is fantastic but you know my, okay, my so, point is there's a lot of uses you could get out of that that pocket hat okay do where 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 am i putting a nice refreshing water so i can keep my uh my uh vocal cords lubricated in a way that i can talk effectively on the microphone a thing i've never done before well if you didn't have enough pockets already oh i'm going to recommend next to you some shoes that don't have pockets, because those Whoa! would be ridiculous. I Except am... they did have those pocket, the ones with the kangaroos on them. So we can't, oh we li- legally can't do that, because <laughs> those are trademarked. That's that's the line here. Cargo shorts, not trademarked. That's Nobody fair. put a trademark on that. I would argue it's untrademarkable. Pocket hat, that's our trademark. Ooh. Nobody steal it. It's registered trademark of this podcast bttf industries that vest nobody wants to claim the copyright for that (laughs) one so even photographers are like you know what we really don't want this but we have to do it we just have so much film right so no one is going to Mm -hmm. even even whoever owns that that copyright they're not going to get on your case about it because they don't want to admit they own that copyright that's true those kangaroo shoes, though, oh, we don't we don't have that copy. Oh boy, and, and they're litigious. <laughs> boy, howdy! You've heard of kangaroo courts, right? It's true. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't get a chance in those. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, that would be my ideal Back to the Futurama podcasting. So uniform <laughs> Jinko cargo shorts. Yeah, the vest that photographers wear. Yes, a hat with a pocket in it. For your toothbrush and toothpaste. Brought to you by Back to the Futurama. Right. A BTTF uh, hat with pocket in it. And then shoes without pockets. Shoes without pockets or kangaroos on it. Or kangaroos because, again, they're litigious. So no shirt. <laughs> uh, nothing. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm guess i supplying like a white t-shirt and, a, uh, and some kind of... Uh, if you want to be a prude about it. Okay. Sure. I do kind of want to wear underwear. <laughs> I mean, Fr- from an unnamed company until they pay us. I mean, our company policy has no official statements on underwear because I don't want to be sued. To be fair, I feel like y- we should have a policy about underwear of definitely. Yes, please. Otherwise, I mean, somebody's getting sued regardless. I'm 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 underwear agnostic. What happens when those jinkos just fly up out of out of nowhere? From the you know the grate on the ground where all the hot warm a comes Marilyn out. Monroe situation yeah. with our and Jinko, then just boy howdy Jinko boy howdy you don't have any underwear on and it's just flapping around. Well then, uh, somebody's getting sued. Then the city for having a grate right there. That's fair. You know what? The city should have planned <laughs> this better. There was no way to avoid it. I had the Jinko cargo shorts on, and I had to walk there. Uh-huh. 
So nope, no planning on my part could have changed. Thirty first century Fox. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't ask you what your ideal uh, uniform would be, but it's because I assume would be the exact oh, same thing I just g- described. It is, but with underwear. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ma- again, mandatory underwear. Mandatory okay. underwear. Those jinko. Those jinkos just flow everywhere, man. You don't know what's going to be covered by your jinkos. Gotta have that insurance policy underneath. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. Thirty first century Fox. It's an episode. Th- it's an episode. <laughs> I don't think I can come up with any other better uniform than you just created for us. Uh, we need somebody to draw this uniform for us so that we can conceptualize it. Uh huh. Ideally, with the Jinkos down, please. Thank you. So I'm not interested in the other kind of content that I would be getting if I got with the flowing Jinkos. 31st Century Fox. It starts at Planet Express. Uh, the crew lands after a successful delivery Mm -hmm. uh the crew is on deck and uh, their uniforms that had a severe lack of pockets if i'm gonna be honest oh they're bad were just destroyed because mothzilla got into the the ship's closet uh the uh, amy's like please please replace our uniforms you said you would a year ago and the professor says that who can really like he's not responsible for what professor a year ago said sure and also the uniforms can be fit fixed with a few denim patches which reminder they're basically just belts and collars there's no clothes there i mean with enough denim patches he's not wrong you're basically making a skin suit out of denim packet patches i mean you sew the patches to each other you don't you, it's a patchwork uniform. You're not sewing denim patches to skin, my dude. I mean, it's got, but you got to get in and out of it. You, it's got to be somewhat form fitting. You're just head to toe denim. Yeah, it's like the '80s. I suppose I will retract my statements. <laughs> so, uh, then Mothzilla comes out of the ship and just eviscerates the professor's Mm -hmm. uniform which by the way they're all wearing uniforms for the first time in ages yeah they don't generally wear uniforms um and then the professor's like well i guess we better get this uh replaced so they go to the garment district uh and invasions and such space uniforms where they meet the uh decapodian uh owner who does not get a name the well the uh Bender, Bender, I think, calls him Squidward Scissorhands. And if you look at the episode on the Infosphere, that's the name that they give him on the Infosphere. I see. I didn't realize. I mm-hmm. looked at the Infosphere and saw some Decapodian, but I'm, I was reading in the uh, uh, the episode. Yeah, I plot. was I was reading down in the characters part uh. where they list literally everybody. They list the Fox in this episode. As a character. As a character, as a first-time appearance in this episode, they list I him. Suppose, I, I, I suppose the fox has characteristics. And it, he is it, in the making his appearance for the first time ever in <laughs> that, this episode. That is also true. But yeah, so the... the uh, Squidward Scissorhands. Squidward Scissorhands. God. Um, which is probably not his legal name. Oh, I should hope not. 
he's the Decapodian tailor who is uh, kind of going through all the different options. And uh, I mean, this is just a, a reason to try and stuff known characters into other costumes like Fry turning, trying on a uniform from Star Trek Starfleet and Zoidberg putting on a Stormtrooper outfit. Mm-hmm. And they do also have a a suit that recycles the human waste into gefilte fish, which... Um, I don't want to know how that works. I don't want to know how it works either. Um, yeah, I, I think I've said my piece about that. Mm-hmm. And I think mostly it was just a way to make a dig on gefilte fish, which... Uh, we've had a couple of times yep. at front of the podcast Tema's uh, 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 Passover right? Passover yeah. uh, dinners, and um, it's kind of weird. I would prefer it over human waste. Yeah, I think so. I think it's <laughs> edible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and has uh, uh, not not waste. I think it's fine. The texture is a little bit weird. Yeah. I don't think I'd eat it a lot, but again, I think I would prefer it over uh, excrement. Uh, that it's the highest praise that can be given <laughs> I to guess. a food. Uh huh. Hey, is- hon, thanks for dinner. I'm glad it's not human waste. <laughs> this sure beats human waste. <laughs> I think I think Blue Apron is changing their <laughs> their call sign. This episode brought to you by HelloFresh. It sure beats human waste. <laughs> We're giving them free advertising. We need to get them to pay for us to say these things. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's... But we're we're past six episodes in, so, you know. It's true. Um, I, th- I like the fact that we're just going to dig on this and not, <laughs> not really... Like, you might even cut this section out of it. Oh, probably. Oh, um, man. So... I do like how the professor also brings uh is wearing the Stardoz twenty two ninety-three, which is the like the red suspenders with a brief number mm-hmm. um, from Zardoz. Mm-hmm. Not enough pockets. Not enough you've a on- lot of things. You've only got nature's pocket on that one. It's true. But you do you do have a good set of suspenders. Oh, I should have put some suspenders in my outfit. We've already sent these to the tailors. See, like, you can get some good pockets on some suspenders. I'm going to just entertain everyone. I'm going to go make a quick call to the tailor to try to get those suspenders on Uh, our outfit. So, okay. So, okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Hello. Just um, on that out. Yeah. Order number 978. Five six nine. Yeah, if you could just, uh, if you could just, uh, add some suspenders to that, that would be okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm willing. I'm willing to pay that. Uh, that fee. I understand. It's oh, an extra fee. Uh, all right, great, thanks. Boop. How much is that fee that we're paying after? The, I'm assuming that's a uh, a la- last change fee. Four hundred dollars. That's a lot, but it's worth it. Is it's it? suspenders. That's true. Those suspenders are gonna look real good under that vest with no shirt on. Mm. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holding up those Jinko cargo shorts. 
I mean, that's there's so much fabric on those. You know, I mean, you're worried about them blowing up. I'm worried about them falling down. I mean, we want to keep them right where they are. We do not want them going anywhere. So the uh, wait, what we should do is underwear is smaller cargo shorts underneath. <laughs> And then you got more pockets. Look at all those pockets. There we go. See, now we're making business. So, making business next to our business. (laughs) (laughs) You doing okay over there, bud? I'm sorry. It was very good. Oh, so uh, the professor says that really what he is looking for is something that looks professional, but uh, is, you know, cheap enough that it can be taken out of an employee's pay without them noticing. It's true. Um, Meanwhile, Bender wants a fox hunting uniform. Yeah, he's just suddenly like, check it out. I look great. I want this fox hunting uniform. He's like acting all classy and everyone's like, come on, Bender. (laughs) Stop it. Um, this is when uh, Leela says, man, we should just go check out another place when the, uh, I'm sorry, Squidward. Squidward Scissorhands. Uh, suggests something from the discount rack. Um, an unpleasant fellow last year ordered something but never paid. Um, and now they're 90% off. And they just happen to be a brand new set of Planet Express <laughs> uniforms. Yep. See, huh. that's the way to do it. If we didn't need ours so immediately, I could yeah, just Yeah, we got a rush that. order on that. Mm-hmm. No change fees for the professor at all. 90% off. That's a that's a bargain. So the professor takes them, and then they go back to Planet Express, and everyone is wearing these brand new uniforms. They are great. They mm-hmm. look great. They're form-fitting. They wick gallons of moisture, as Zoidberg puts it. He does seem to have a lot of moisture. I, I'm kind of a sweaty guy, but gallons is a bit much. That just means it's really good fabric. Although the one thing that Fry points out that is a problem is that his uh, his fists are sewn to his his uh, hips. Can't really do much as a delivery boy without the use of your hands. I don't think he'll he'll learn to cope. It's fine. That's fair. Bender is not wearing his his uniform. He is wearing the fox hunting outfit. Bender is like getting really into fox hunting. Mm-hmm. He's like. It's, I've always wanted to do this and I've been obsessed with it for the last 10 minutes that I've known about it. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, uh, did, why did you buy that? It's like, I did not stoop to buying the get up. I stole it. And he says something about how like noble this is. And Leela asks, what's so noble about killing a defenseless animal? And then they all kind of basically guilt Leela about how like, Everyone has their own thing. All, the only thing I wrote down was that the ship has a zebra fur cozy over it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting what what this episode does to get them out to uh, the fox hunting place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't remember everything else. Like the professor has like ivory teeth, I think. Sure. And yeah, I didn't I didn't note that down, but it was just like I was just taken aback by the zebra ship cozy because it's a lot of zebra to get get over that ship also they describe it as a cozy rather than like a tarp well i think that's just the terminology kind of thing like if i have a car and a nice car let's call it uh maserati why not? okay 
Am I going to put a tarp over a Maserati? Probably not. Am I going to put a cozy over a Maserati? Well, you got to save the Maserati. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, it's that, a terminology thing. That just that just showed exactly how much class you have, which is to say a lot. <laughs> a lot because I know the word Maserati. Uh-huh. You named a car that sounds fancy uh-huh. that I have heard of at some point, but could I, not pick out of I a lineup. I am looking forward to these Maserati dollars. I don't know why I'm just like screaming at possible advertisers for yeah oh like yeah a maserati. Mas- maserati is going to be the one that finally comes down from the advertising heavens and just <laughs> like here you go mike and ben and then makes it rain on us like uh-huh. yeah maserati is going to be the one to do that hey you never know maybe they're like oh your your audience is so uh so classy we we must sell maseratis to these people I'd say Maserati should tweet at us, but we all know really fancy companies use secret Twitter. We are not even allowed on that. No, I didn't even know it existed. See, you're you're ahead of me, Ben. This is this is by, by the way why you run the social media. Because I'm, I'm you. You know of secret Twitter. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Man, what does secret Twitter even look like? If I told you, I'd have to kill you. I know. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that I know now and that everybody on that listens to our podcast knows about secret Twitter and is knowing about it enough to kill us or do we have to know more about what it looks like for it to kill us? Well, I'm just going to say the is less it a gentleman secret, the less, you know, the better. Okay, good. Well, everybody knows that it exists. Sorry, everyone. I have put your lives in danger. <laughs> you might want to thank you your- for listening to back to the future. <laughs> Possibly the last podcast you will ever listen to. Yeah, I would suggest you change your name and appearance and move uh, just out of uh, uh, an abundance of caution. We'll go with that. Bender declares that he is going on his maiden hunt and everyone should follow him. And then he basically yells at them, come with me. Yeah. And they head out to New Jersey. Yeah, they go down the Jersey Turnpike and head to Pine Barrens Hunt Club. So, back home in my hometown. Oh, okay. I was like, back home? Where your Pine Barrens Hunt Club? We had, to my knowledge, one gentleman's club. And not in the uh, Portland way of calling a gentleman's club, which is basically where women do interest. Do No, it was a strip club. Oh, okay. So... Uh, okay, we were talking about a strip club. Got oh, it. yeah. No, we're 100% talking about a strip I club. I thought we were talking about it, a gentleman's club as in like a fox hunting club. No, 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 no. It was a strip club that tried to make it sound fancy. Ooh. And it was called the Hunt Club. And so now every time I I hear about the uh, Hunt Club or see the sign for the Pine Barrens Hunt Club, all I can think about is strippers. No funny remarks found. That's a wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's all well, I, it's all I got. Fortunately, I'm, we're in Portland where there's just so many of them. Uh-huh. We, I see a surprising amount driving we, home. We have, uh, at least last I looked, we have more strip clubs per capita than anywhere in the United States. We did it. Yeah. We did Here's it. Here's the banner and the balloons. Anyways, I don't really know anything about the Hunt Club. I had never been there but it was uh, it was the the butt of many jokes back home, yeah. and so yeah. Now I just I see that hunt club, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, 
Cool. So strippers or foxes? Fox, double meaning. Uh, dang it. What about hunt masters? Well, speaking of the hunt master, um, well, that's he a, ter- show up for that's a, a terrible bit. segue because he's not showing up yet for like a scene. So I anyways. know the foxes was actually a better one because Leela has a protest sign. So yeah, they they all <laughs> walk out of the ship at the Pine Barrens Hunt Club, which is a gentleman's fox hunting club and not a strip club. Although they might have strippers there too. We don't get we don't get a whole history on Pine Barrens Hunt Club. So nobody really knows what goes on there other than the fox hunting. I think the part of me that I was I was like, why does he keep saying that? I'm like, oh wait, there's canonically strip clubs in, in Futurama and we've talked about them. Mm-hmm. So all of this is staying in. So you know, I mean I I would need I don't know if the Infosphere is gonna have like a whole history on Pine Barrens Hunt Club. Um so I'd I don't I don't know if they've got strippers or ever had strippers, or maybe they've got a great bingo night. Who who even knows? Oh man, we should go play bingo. Meh, not uh, my thing. Trivia? <laughs> I'm great at being bad at trivia. Awesome, same. So, yeah, they they get off the ship, and Leela has a sign uh, that says "Save the Fox." And she says, it's my first protest sign. But it came out really great because I just used this uh, save the ox sign I already had. And she just wrote an F in front of mm-hmm. ox. It's, it's, you know, it's good to be, to reuse. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just think recycle. And that's good. But first reduce, then mm-hmm. reuse, which Lila is doing here, then recycle. It's exactly. A, you got to follow the steps first. As both of our partners say because they both work in sustainability there's a reason recycles the third one it's true so there you go there's your sustainability tip for the day sarah will be so proud that i worked that into this podcast they go to this party uh at uh, this this social engagement party paints such an ugly word for uh-huh. what this is yeah uh bender emerges from the ship with a horse that he won't elaborate where it came from Definitely has a new New York Police Department saddlebag. And so they are socializing with all the other people at this club. Fry is drinking directly from a champagne fountain. Which is just uncouth. Uh, And then Bender's horse is just getting down on some of that champagne. Which, hard to argue with that horse. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Mainly because it's thousands of pounds bigger than me. So now we're about to start the actual fox hunt. And this is where we actually meet the hunt master, which is a segue I tried to do like five minutes ago. It's true. Pretend I nailed that segue. Ben, you're the king of segues. So uh, the hunt master is, of course, voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart. It's a wonderful person to have in, in this role. Just He's just incredible. And I mean, voice like that perfect yeah if i had a if 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 i had a uh television show i want him playing every role including Mm -hmm. my own you know i never cared that much for american dad but having patrick stewart as uh the guy's boss it's true that was that was good good he's patrick stewart's character was my favorite part of that Mm -hmm. show 
Patrick Stewart's character went off the deep end on that show. <laughs> but it was wonderful because Patrick Stewart was playing that character. Exactly. So Bender is like, okay, let's get this thing started. Uh, if there's one thing I know about fox hunting, it's everything about it. And then he sees the fox and he's like, what's that weird cat? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it looks a little different than some foxes. Maybe, probably not. I mean, I'm not a fox expert, but it looks exactly like every fox that has ever existed in the perpetuity of time. Well, you know, you know what they say. If it looks like a fox, who knows? It might not be a fox. If it looks like a fox, you might be at a strip club. If it looks like a fox, you might be a redneck. <laughs> because I'm going to go with the Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy money now. If it looks like a fox, uh, that fox is going to go off in the third act. Ooh, <laughs> and that's actually true. So, whoops, spoilers, s- spoilers, spoilers so, for Futurama at this point. No, uh, they explain that this is the fox, and Bender's like, "Oh, this is gonna be easy," and takes out a hammer to just smash it, and then the huntmaster's like, "No, no, 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 that's no, that's not sporting at all." The whole point of this is it's the sport of it. We give the fox half an hour. Yeah. And then it can go run off, and then we chase after it and try to find where it's hiding, and that's the whole point of the sport. Mm-hmm. And Bender's like, hey, it would have been so much easier to just kill it in the cage. Which he's not wrong. It's not wrong, but it's the principle. Of it's the fox thing. hunting, not fox killing. I mean, sometimes the fox does die at the end. I mean, the the last bit is fox killing. The first part is hunting. Yeah, it's it, it's very it just like there's an order to it, just like reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, there's a reason the killing is third. <laughs> fox head start, fox hunt, fox kill. Exactly, totally makes sense. Now give me a recycling logo with fox heads on it, and maybe don't do. That. Yeah, no, I was because the next sentence that I had. I had decided it was coming out of your mouth and was blood dripping off of it. And I'm like, no, that's a bad. I mean, unless we want to do a Fox, uh, if we wanted to do redu- a recycle themed Fox horror movie and that's our logo. Okay. Perfect. So the Fox kills people who don't reduce, reuse or recycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then spoiler. Oh, at the end you find out that the Fox was reducing humans reusing humans and oddly enough recycling humans see that's where at the end where it gets you it has a message it's not just about mindless killing it's about reducing (laughs) reusing and recycling sarah's gonna be so proud when she hears about this (laughs) i've just worked in great great lessons about recycling into this entertainment podcast about a tv show that has been canceled for years nothing to do with reducing or reducing or recycling at all none of this is accurate so they the 30 minutes finishes the the fox ran away 30 30 <laughs> minutes ago we we unleashed it when we started recording this podcast and now we gotta go find it uh we are at yeah just about 30 minutes actually <laughs> into this uh into this episode we haven't made it out of act one they go off to go chase this fox and Leela is still protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Huntmaster is like, oh, that's such a great sign. Like the lettering is so mm-hmm. great and it's just so, so amazing. It looks great. 
now into the ditch with you and pushes her into the ditch. Yeah. Uh, Fry realizes that fox hunting is just letting the dogs do the work while the sportsmen have a nice horsey ride. I mean, as far as sports go, that's my kind of sport, mm-hmm. except for the part about fox killing. Yeah. I mean, you could just, you know, go on a nice horsey ride. With dogs. Yeah. I see no like, problem with this. bunch of dogs. Hang out with dogs. Ride a horse. Yeah. Maybe drink a few beers. Yeah. Hang out with oh, the well, fellas. Y- mm-hmm. You've already gotten a little drunk from the champagne fountain. Obviously. You know what they say, champagne before beer, you're fox hunting. <laughs> exactly. That's I've never heard any other statement anywhere close to that, and it's accurate. Beer before champagne, you're goose hunting. I see. I thought that was going to go a different way as well. Beer before champagne, you're in pain. No, it's all about what you're hunting. The I correct see. order for I drinking see. in hunting... <laughs> Uh, for hunting goose it's beer than champagne (laughs) champagne Mm -hmm. you know what i think i see the logic in that yeah so the uh we also find out at this point the hunt master has booby trapped the hunting field which is what i called it because i don't know what it's actually called i just like the hunting field that makes sense right it's a field you hunt things the grounds probably something probably more correct about that you know it's it's probably fine it probably goes by many different names there's probably and, a sign that's like the hunting field. Uh-huh. And we're certainly not going to get a lot of tweets about this. Tweet it back to Futurama. So, uh, yeah, we find out that there's all these booby traps uh, to try to get protesters. And sure enough, Leela jumps out and holds up her sign. And then a big log just comes down, takes her out Ewok style. Yeah, it's very good. I... It's 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 one of those good visual gags that doesn't really requ- that you have to explain a whole lot on a podcast, but it's very funny in the moment. I feel like saying Ewok style is enough. It doesn't squish her though. No, there's just one side, just Sing- one singular log you Ewok know, style. Yeah, you know me, I love my single Ewok style. It feels like the way you ride a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawk. Uh- <laughs> single ewok style or is he more of a double ewok style he's a goofy double okay. ewok style tony hawk tweet at back to futurama <laughs> let's be let's be a guest on this podcast for also some make reason an- make another pro skater game tony come on you don't what else are you doing those are great the last one i had was three oh they were so good really good man Ugh. so i would play the crap out of those uh yeah i can like make one for the like the switch oh that'd man. be that'd be great i actually know of a of a skateboarding game that's coming out i think on the switch and oh, it, yeah. and you're a bird interesting and it's like burb skating or something and it's wonderful and i said burb with a b at the okay. end okay okay i might be in it. i'll check it i'll check it out later I'm, that sounds mm-hmm. th- that that's your hot video game minute with mike learning all sorts of things on this episode recycling burb related skateboarding games uh-huh so they go after the fox they eventually find the fox mm-hmm. and they call out view halloo it's like what does that mean the fox is there i don't know why they couldn't just say the fox is there but you know whatever well, it's tradition my friend so they go after the fox and they find it and the dogs start just ripping this thing apart uh-huh leela can't watch uh bender doesn't really have a problem with it um leela also ends up using a peephole in her sign to actually watch and once it gets ripped apart we find out that it's actually a robot fox 
Leela is suddenly all right with it being a robot fox, and Bender has major problems. It is a crime against robo nature. And then Bender gets hit with some more booby traps. Oh, the master of the hunt reveals that the dog it, dogs are also robots, and also the horses are robots, and turns one into a, a helicopter, <laughs> and it crashes into a tree. I kind of like that bit an awful lot because like it's slapsticky the so the thing is is like the moment that the dogs are revealed to be robots it's like okay well he's starting to he's starting to even look at that horse and like okay obviously the horse is going to be a robot now too Mm -hmm. that's not a surprise but the fact that it just converts into a helicopter and then it takes off and then it just flies directly into a tree and explodes now that's comedy that's comedy they teach that in, in Comedy 101. So That's uh, why every week we we crash into a tree and explode mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, one thing that we sort of glossed over that comes back later is that one of the types of booby traps that the hunt, the, the hunt master mm. has is an anti-gravity uh, trap. Yeah, he calls it an anti-gravity snare. So when you walk into it, it you're, you get anti-gravityed up onto like trees and whatnot. So you're upside down and you can't really get down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that'll come back later because you know what they say about a gravity snare in the first act. You got your fox hunting. So, <laughs> so put a put a pin in that one. Back at Planet Express, Bender has formed Barf B A R F Bender's Animal Robot Front. And he's given some big speech about how no robot cow should have to be milked by a milking machine and no milking machine should have to milk a robot cow. Uh, Leela tells him his the injustices he's presenting don't exist. Well, then let's find some that do exist. And then we have a robot injustice montage a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of a montage. It's, mo- it's a couple of very short vignettes. That's as opposed- true. There's no background music. I feel like that's what defines a montage. That's fair. I appreciate you checking me on my montage uh, happy uh, uh, decision making. Check yourself before you wreck yourself in a montage. I feel like if I wreck myself in a montage, it's either the first bit or the last bit. It's or just, or it's all just of them. all of the bits. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's just me falling down the stairs over and over again. Mm-hmm. You spill coffee on yourself. Sure. Trip down the stairs. Mm-hmm. You bonk your head on something. I drop my glasses and they're broken. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I'm sad because there was time now. Exactly. So they go to a a robot egg farm. Sure. Yep. They sure do. <laughs> there are a bunch of robot chickens and we don't even get one reference to the TV show Robot Chicken, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. Bender says that these robot chickens were not created just to lay robot eggs. To be shoved in cubicles and forced to lay eggs. Which the farmer does say, actually, they were. Yeah. But it doesn't stop Bender. He steals one of them and runs off with it and tries to throw it into the sky so it can flap away. And then it just lands uh, on its head and then plops out another robot robot egg yeah the the wings and feet of the robot chicken are kind of painted on so that was not gonna work out too well for bender and then later at a robot butcher uh they go in uh, and the butcher is chopping up some quote-unquote fresh robot meat 
which is like a robot pig and he's chopping it up and mm-hmm. i'm not sure i understand the point of any of this <laughs> i don't think there is one who buys robot sausages um, who's watching those that buy the robot sausages yeah, I'm like, there's a part of me that would probably try a robot sausage. I mean, you wouldn't be able to eat it. It's metal. I would still probably, yeah, I'm like 95% sure I would probably still at least taste a bite of it. But you wouldn't be able to chew it all. It's metal. I'm pretty I'm, sure I would probably just take take a quick little nibble on that have, robot sausage. Do you have pica? <laughs> What's going on? I'm you know, I just it might be good with like some like pasta or something. Is that also robot pasta or do you have a robot condiment on it? Are you putting robo ketchup on there? I don't really know where this bit's going anymore. I don't I w- think we had a bit there. <laughs> uh, no, I would not eat robot sausage because I don't want my insides to be ripped up by just how awful that metal would be uh-huh. inside of me. So, But what if it's smooth? Then we're back to butt marbles in Oh, you're jewelry. right. Oh, crap. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so that's fine. Oh, <laughs> that that just becomes art, my friend. So the the gang shows up and they are protesting this butcher chopping up this robot pig and turning it into robot sausage. And they just walk in and chop his hand off, which he's like, hey, you got to take a number. And he kind of just pickles, picks it all up and throws it into the grinder, including his hand. And it just becomes what we've been talking about for five minutes. Robot sausage. We cut back to Planet Express, and uh, we do get one little bit at the carnival where he. Oh, I miss. Yeah, uh, uh, Bender hides in the shooting gallery, tells everyone that shoots uh, shooting innocent robot ducks is wrong. He tears off a robot duck and flings it into a sky where it kills a passing bird. Yeah, I forgot about that part. It's kind of funny. And, I mean, it is, but I was just excited to get back to Planet Express because they go back to Planet Express. And now the barf banner has been uh, has a new banner over it that says mission accomplished, which I believe front of the now I will uh, uh, open the curtain a little bit. I watched this a couple weeks ago Uh huh. when because I uh, fudged up last week as yeah. it turned out uh, fudged up redux is going up on Patreon at some point. So uh-huh. enjoy that. Um, but she was like, oh, that 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 didn't age well. I mean, it aged well in the fact that I will make fun of that forever. Oh, sure. Um, but yes, uh, th- so there is the uh, Mission Accomplished banner, and um, it... Uh, Bender has ended robot uh, animal robot cruelty in a 20-yard radius of Planet Express. Yep. So that's it. Mission Accomplished. Bender has one more score to settle. So they go back to the Hunt Club, which is not a strip club, probably. Nope. No, well, you, we we have no... De- you can't prove a negative, so we have no evidence to say it, it is or it isn't. Right. So they go back, and they're getting ready for another fox hunt. And um, then the barf group shows up, 
and Leela pulls out an injunction and says the robot fox was declared an, an endangered robo species. Mm-hmm. So they have this injunction for the next 24 hours while they decide uh, whether or not they should outlaw this fox hunting. Um, Judge Whitey indicates that the hunt is a hallowed tradition that the Bambi-loving beatniks will never stop. And a- after she pulls out this injunction, we kind of get a smash cut to Judge Whitey, uh, or Bender tells Judge Whitey that they'll see him in court, and they smash cut to Judge Whitey in court, uh, shredding the injunction and leaving on his horse. Literally says, motion destroyed. I mean, you know, that's what he did. He sure did. <clears throat> Back at Planet Express, Bender is not giving up, despite the fact that Fry and Leela already gave up, like, days ago. Yeah. Um, they do end up deciding to sneak in at night to free the fox. But of course, Leela and Fry are like, let's get ice cream before and after. Right. Because I, I like that line because uh, uh, Bender's really trying to convince him to go. And then Fry's like, oh, can we at least stop for ice cream on the way back? And Bender's like, Ugh, okay, fine. And then as they're walking out, Leela's like, and the way there? And sure <laughs> enough, it cuts to the next scene at the uh, fox hunting club and they all three have ice cream cones it's very good leela holds the ice cream for everybody while fry and bender go over and she comes over and the ice cream's all gone but it's mostly around her lips she says there was a bear i don't believe her i like her style because (laughs) that is my style that is a hashtag bin choice so they uh, are over the fence now they find where this fox is being held. They open up the cage after Bender attempts to do so. And Leela's just like, there's a button and she pushes the button. Mm-hmm. Um, Bender hands the robot fox to Fry to have Fry and Leela take the fox back to Planet Express because Bender has another shenanigan to pull. I like it being described as a shenanigan. It's, it, I can think of no better term for it. So... Uh, a single shenanigan have have I. Multiple shenanigans is a lot of shenanigans. Uh-huh. I don't have one, time for that many shenanigans. One shenanigan is a perfect amount of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously I agree. I would never have. I I think zero shenanigans is too, too few. few. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. You, too. You few. need at least one. You don't want to go through life with no shenanigans actually in fact i don't want more than one i want one and only one shenanigan in your entire life Mm -hmm. what would that shenanigan be well clearly i've got to stop some fox hunters clearly there's no other option to me my one shenanigan was to start a futurama podcast and then have that uh waylaid into a one where I watched The Wizard of Oz over and over and over again, and then later a uh, community podcast, and also a Greg the Bunny podcast on the side. Uh-huh. I may have ordered Greg the Bunny DVDs last week. I, I realize that <laughs> that maybe I do have more than one shenanigan, because I have a similar shenanigan to you, my friend. Okay. Oh, I was also part of the Back to the Futurama podcast we started. Oh, hi- I thought I recognized you. <laughs> And I was on that that Wizard of Oz out podcast. And I'll probably be on the Greg the Bunny podcast. And you were there. And, and you were there. You're just pointing at me multiple times. 
you will be there. Oh, so I, that feels like a prophecy. So yeah, they take the fox, but the next day, I will point out that Fry's like, "You promised ice cream on the way back," and and Bender like gives him money. It's like, God, mm-hmm. but no chocolate because it's almost bedtime, which doesn't make any sense to me in the slightest. A bunch of sugar is fine as long as it's not chocolate. Apparently, don't know how that works. So, is there natural caffeine in chocolate? A little bit. Okay, that might but be not it. not a ton. I mean, if you are sensitive to caffeine, like if you don't have caffeine ever, it might be enough to have like at least something. I'm assuming but Fry is used to it based on his if you're, copious amounts of slurm. If you're drinking a slurm a day or an a, hour, a coffee a day, whatever, you probably won't notice how little caffeine is in chocolate. I mean, Fry did drink 300 cups of coffee once. Exactly. He has transcended caffeine. So yeah, it won't bother him at all. What's what's going on with the chocolate then? So in the next uh, the next day at this fox hunt, they unveil the the cage and Bender was in it. That's his shenanigan. Uh-huh. Bender retur- refuses to return the fox saying, "No fox, no hunt." You sir have been outfoxed. I spent all night on that one. I mean, when you when you have to you have to come up with something clever, and if you're not there, if you're not in the headspace, it might take you all night. Trust me, coming up with clever things is supposed to be what we do on this podcast that we never do. I thought I thought my uh, beer before champagne That's fair. thing. I thought that was clever. We very occasionally come um, up with like something clever. A scale of one to ten, that was like a six, and like I feel like anything past five is like technically clever Mm -hmm. the best kind of clever exactly so they decide because they still want to get their hunt on Mm -hmm. so without the fox what do they do they give bender a 30 minute head start and then hunt him he runs off screaming um and comes comes across a fork in the path between an open meadow and a dark forest he tries to figure out which way to go you know he'll run very fast through the open meadow but there's a lot of places to hide in the dark forest. We kind of move forward and the 30 minute time frame ends and the dogs and hunters, uh, the dogs and hunters start the hunt. They start this hunt and they get about 20 feet into the field Mm -hmm. and Bender is there. He is still at this fork that was way closer to the start of this path than we thought. (laughs) Yeah. And he is still talking to himself, trying to figure out, do I take the the bright meadow or sure. do I take the evil spooky haunted path? The the he, uh, the hunt master is kind of frustrated. It's like, no, the point of this is to chase you. This is not sporting. We'll give you another chance to f- make this work. And so Bender says, "Oh well, here's to sportsmanship." And he hits him in the he hits the hunt master in the knee with a hammer. I mean, levels of sporting. I feel like if you are being chased by a whole pack of dogs and men on horses, it's not even beginning to scratch the tip of the iceberg of sportsmen to just whack one of them with a hammer. I mean, you're also fighting for your life a little bit. so I feel like you got to get one good hammer whack in with all of them, all of the guys on horses, and then also maybe... um. I mean, something with the dogs, but like, I don't want you to hurt the dogs because like, they're just dogs. And, uh, well, like, we know that the robot dogs. Jobs. They're still cute. That's fair. 
feed them all a lot of steak, so they're really sleepy. Mm-hmm. That works. That works for me certainly. So I'm sure it I'm works sure for it some works dogs. for the dogs too. I'm bet I'll bet they'll like that. Speaking of, can we just go have some a lot of steaks? I feel I, I, need, <laughs> I feel like I'd like that a lot. Just eat a lot of steaks and take a big nap. Oh man, that sounds like living your best life. That sounds like retirement. <laughs> yeah, he whacks him with the hammer and then runs off. And then back at Planet Express, uh, they have adopted the robot fox, and it's really cute, and it's running around, and everybody is in love with this robot fox, because who wouldn't be? It's adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fox uh, indicates that there's Fox News. Uh, He designates the fox as their new corporate mascot, which I thought was kind of a funny little bit. Uh Uh-huh. The Fox News, everyone, was... uh, pretty good it's pretty good yeah the so the fox is running around Mm -hmm. and they go into the locker room right and they see that the fox has shredded all of these brand new uniforms which is especially sad because amy had just suggests putting on the uniforms and taking us a picture for the newsletter which that's a newsletter i want to be on the fox is just chewing through all of these uniforms mm-hmm. a big pile on the ground and is just going to town on these. It's also peed on the floor of the locker room, which everyone knows is Fry's territory. To Obviously. Be and then also uh, got into Amy's prize re- winning Rhode Island Red and killed it. Yep. So they don't really like the fox anymore. Yeah, they all want to kill it, except for Leela, who says it's just a poor, scared, wild robot. Uh, and then she realizes that the fox is also... Uh, chewed up her save the fox sign so she grabs it and trying to kill the fox with the save the fox sign which is a very good visual mm-hmm. and a little bit ironic as that song by Lannis mm-hmm. Morissette says it's like when the fox are trying to save eats her fox saving sign mm-hmm. it's right there in the song it's true look up the lyrics nerds oh. it's in there <laughs> wow we're being so combative right now I trusted you i and then you call me a nerd. You're on a Futurama podcast. Oh, crap. I think, I think that makes you a nerd first and foremost. Crap. We Dang it. I have become what I probably was all along. Nobody, to nobody shows up. You don't show up at a bar and be like, check it out. Like whip out a business card and be like, I'm on a Futurama podcast. And everybody's like, he's so cool. And then like you get a montage where we're in like a leather jacket. And there's just, the like, montage. You pop up the collar and uh-huh. just like you've got cool sunglasses on. And on the back of my leather jacket is our logo. Exactly. That doesn't happen. You show up to a bar and you're like, I do a Futurama podcast. And then people look at you and they go, what? And then they throw me out of the bar for not being cool enough to be in the bar because clearly I don't have the leather jacket with the logo on it. Which and is no now montage. Th- and no montage. And now I want a leather jacket with the logo of our podcast on it. They all chase this fox. And and then I want to say, tell me about it, stud. <laughs> which isn't the line. But I want it. I want it badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ask me later about how I watched Grease 2 over the weekend while really <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the cackling from from Sarah in the other room is fantastic. Yeah, they are all trying to kill this fox okay. and uh, chasing it. And the it gets outside and the whole wall of Planet Express just blows up. And the professor is on this big like turret. Yeah. And he's like, I missed it by that much. <laughs> it, and it just ended up tearing off the entire half of Planet Express. No big deal. 
Meanwhile, back at the uh, Bender hunting expedition. There's a lot of hunting going on. Mm-hmm. Bender is trying to solve his problems by rubbing a porcupine all over himself. Mm-hmm. To mask his sin, of course. And also rubbing catnip all over himself mm-hmm. to throw off the dogs, apparently. Well, this kind of backfires because so many cats find him immediately and try to uh, to whatever you do with catnip. Back uh, with the Planet Express crew, they are still chasing this fox. They are flying through the sky with like guns out of the side of the ship mm-hmm. and like sniper rifles and the fox manages to evade all of that and hops on the train to New Jersey. Because Leela determines it's commuting back to its na- native habitat, which is a very good line. Back with Bender now. Um, he is trying to, to make some tools to survive. So he pulls a tree branch off and starts trying to whittle it into something. He, he's exhausted and hungry, so he tries to whittle a sandwich. Ah, yes. That's, you know. that's why I didn't remember that, because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> Futurama. It didn't make any sense. He's kind of careless, so he kind of chops off his finger, and he says, I wish I remembered more survival skills from Boy Scouts. His only badge was interpretive dance. So then he decides, well, I will do an interpretive dance, the, the universal language, which is dance, to signal for help, but then he steps in a bear trap. Uh, the fox pops out of the bushes and frees Bender by biting off his foot, and they run off. Then the the hunting party shows up and and in a very cheesy line is like, "We're hot on his heels, aha! One of his heels." I, I'm you call it cheesy, I adore it. It's fantastic. I mean, they can be both. Oh, it can fair. be a cheesy thing that you adore. That's a good point. <laughs> the Planet Express crew shows up to hunt this fox, and so they sort of team up with the hunters. The dogs uh, are sniffing around the middle finger that was left behind. So uh, they, they everybody knows who's being hunted here. Because mm-hmm. Fry points out that's Bender's middle finger. I'd know that anywhere. He, he sees it enough that he'd know it anywhere. So in my joke, I love too much. Okay. Bender uh, almost stumbles on a tripwire, but the mm-hmm. fox stops him. And then he decides, I'm going to make my own tripwire and pulls out some of his wires which looks pretty painful. Yeah. But, uh, and then he says, now who's tripping who? And he starts laughing maniacally. Sure. And he's like, wait, who's tripping whom? And then continues to laugh. And it's funny to me (laughs) because I am a recovering pedant Mm -hmm. of of English grammar. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may not know it from how badly I talk on this podcast, (laughs) but in the written written word, sir, I was once into pedantry. For some reason, I was about to think you were going to say, but in the written word, I was a king. Oh, no. Far from it. So... (laughs) I was a pauper. So uh, there is this part of me And not every time, because I don't always catch it, Mm -hmm. but there is this weird part of my brain I can't quite turn off, where when people say say who when they mean whom, if my brain catches it, this this stupid part of my brain is like, correct them. You need to correct them. Uh I'm like, no, 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 shut. I don't need to correct. It's fine. But so he said, who's tripping who? And that part of my brain went off and I'm like, whom it should be whom but i'm moving on and then bender stopped and was like wait who's tripping whom and i was like i feel called out yeah 
<laughs> I, I love I love this because did I write that down in my notes at all? No, I did not. Did I have a five minute diatribe about who versus whom? Absolutely, I did. You're getting both sides of Back to the Futurama this week. My name's Mike, and I love a funny joke about we're hot on his heels. It's one of his heels. My name's Ben, and did you know the right way to use who versus whom comes down to whether it's the subject of the sentence or not? In this five-part series, I will explain. (laughs) I feel like that sums up Back to the Futurama in a nutshell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. The headmaster... um, has gone off on his own to hunt Bender uh, because Leela's given a speech about something I didn't write down. And she's like, wait, where did the hunt master go? Uh, remember when you said nobody leave and turned your head slightly? He left an hour before that. So he's off on his own trying to hunt down Bender. He walks over his own tripwire, mm-hmm. but then doesn't realize Bender's tripwire is there. And so now he is the one who is tripped and trips down through this uh, hollow log Mm -hmm. and then falls out of it and sees Bender there. And Bender uh, is like trying to balance on his one foot and uh, he's upside down because he's, he's fallen into the, the anti-gravity snare. Uh, But then we find out it was actually the hunt master who fell into it. And then the camera whips around and Bender even goes, whoo, which it's, I really enjoyed. It's a very good little bit. I, I do appreciate it. I do enjoy when Futurama takes those like very, very quick like, hey, remember, this is a work of fiction TV show and we're all acknowledging that right now. Yeah. Like, and then just sort of pretends like they never did it. Yeah. I love those moments. It's pretty good. It's very good. Uh, he turns off the, the anti-gravity thing. Um, he is about to shoot the head of the hunt master and he's like, Oh, I just can't do it. This is when Fry runs in with the middle finger. He's like, Bender, it's your trigger finger. And he's like, now I can. And I'm still not gonna, not with this many witnesses. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, the hunt master grabs the gun and he's going to get, he, he's like making to shoot Bender. And then the Fox jumps out, mm-hmm. starts clawing the hunt master's face like off yeah and and neck area yeah and then he falls back dead but all these wires are sticking out so we find out the hunt master was also a robot the whole time uh bender it says uh a robot fox killing a robot human seems okay and leela's like but no killing anything for any reason is bad uh-huh. and, well, i'm gonna have to think about this for uh-huh. a while She's saying, I, I don't know what to think about this and then it cuts back to Planet Express, and they're all eating ice cream. In the parlor. Which is a great throwback. Uh-huh. And they also have the Huntmaster's face up on the wall as a trophy, uh-huh. which is fascinating. And then Leela's like, I guess it's okay. And then they just keep eating their ice cream. And then we get to the credits, and that means that it is time for... Great. I think this is a really goofy episode and I really enjoy those. Um, you get a pretty great guest in Patrick Stewart. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the top Futurama guests you can have, I think any, a guest regardless. Um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's certainly not one of the ones that you get a lot of character growth or, you know, things like that, but it is straight up goofiness. It's straight up funny. And 
it has it has a little bit to say about fox hunting but not really a whole lot when everything turns out to be robots um and i think it just it keeps you guessing about what's actually going on considering the hunt master was a robot the whole time yeah that's it's there's layers so i think it's it's a pretty good episode i i you know i would say it's a real good episode i think i'll give it an a okay i i really enjoyed this um i think it is a perfectly fine episode um it jumps around a little bit um i feel like it's it's simultaneously very focused on both plots but also feels just i don't know it it's it's focused but also not at the same time and i don't really know how to put that into better word Mm. so it's it's like an episode of back to the futurama exactly so obviously a plus 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 (laughs) plus because it's the best podcast nothing better possible um so, but no, I think I think the jokes are are pretty good, and uh, you know Patrick Stewart, like we said, fantastic guest. Um, and I don't really have any major complaints with this episode. It just I feel like it could be a little bit tighter, I sure. guess. Um, and so I'm gonna give it a B. I still think it's pretty good. Um, but I'm I don't think it quite hits that A territory mm-hmm. for me personally. But uh, I do think it's pretty good. Um, I would uh, definitely watch this one again. And and that's great when, when the Futurama guys want to watch another Futurama. Generally speaking, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. When, 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 when two, two, two guys on a podcast say, you know this Futurama? I want to watch it. And it also happens to be a Futurama podcast. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Good thing. We are here to chew bubblegum and watch futurama and i actually don't chew bubble gum so <laughs> so so ben's really only here to do one thing i'm here to do two because i don't mind bubble gum a little bit but i have run out before we get to our closing notes a couple of orders of business here we got because, podcast business because we've been we've been a little bit behind on uh taking care of like podcast business taking care so, of business every other podcast maybe first weeks ago in response to our uh request for songs with the word love in it and then changing it to lunch okay. we got an email from oakwood guy who uh Excellent. suggests the following songs about lunch lunch me do i like it lunch look what you've done to me and <laughs> okay and that would hit me in right in the spot i, I noticed uh and lunch hurts Again, so, you know, I feel like two and three go together as kind of like a, uh-huh. a dual side. Yeah. So you know, you've eaten you've eaten too much lunch, and uh-huh. uh, look what you've done to me, and or lunch, something you know your hurts. and mm-hmm. something or something you know your stomach that, isn't really going to like extra extra spicy, extra spicy mm-hmm. or extra extra lactose. So thank you for those uh, song recommendations, That's Oakwood very guy. Good. Um, the other important news is Patreon stuff. Woo! So. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we thanked her on Twitter, but we didn't actually do an actual announcement. Uh, Jessica is a new uh, pledge with us, so thank you for your support. Um, Also, for this next month, once again, Laura has upped her uh, donation to uh, 1077, same as my PIN number. So 
Thanks for those pledges. Yes, thank you. And importantly, that hits us exactly at $40 a month, (laughs) which means that Mike now has to watch the 1997 (laughs) hit James Cameron film Titanic. We made it. We set this goal for ourselves and we've made it. So looks like we made it. I literally don't know anyone who has access to this film, (laughs) but we are going to track it down. It's got to be streaming somewhere, right? We are going to track it down. Mike is going to have to watch it. And then he is not legally in accordance with the Patreon goal. He does not necessarily have to give a review or anything of it, but we will note when Mike has finally watched the 1997 hit James Cameron film Titanic. I mean, I might live tweet it from my personal. I don't know yet. Um, yeah, I apparently I'm paying 2.99 for it. I mean, we're, we've got that Patreon money, so know. you know your money, your hard work at work. Uh, so those are the things that all we've r- sort of been. All right, let's watch a movie. Glossing over. So uh, with all of that, we want to know what you have to say about this episode about Mike watching the 1997 hit James Cameron film Titanic about our our new uniforms that that Ben has set up for the us the new uniforms that I've spent extra money to get those suspenders yeah. on a um, rush order too we want to hear about um I talked a lot about strip clubs I don't know if I wanna... I don't think that's a good t- yeah. point of order um Anyways, we want to hear from you. Talk um, about Patrick Stewart. He's awesome, right? Absolutely. He's let in us, Picard. Let us know your favorite Patrick Stewart moments. Uh, and you can do that by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and send to your friends and make it so nailed it and as previously mentioned patreon that's a thing patreon.com slash back to futurama but what is what is even the point if you can't make me watch uh, the hit 1997 film titanic we'll have to set a new goal clearly um let us know what goal Ooh, we should set yes. for 50 dollars. taking some suggestions now how about that so <laughs> we, will, we will dance for your money please <laughs> please so, uh, anyways, I think that's going to do it. I think we've done too much. I think, uh-huh. Um, and until next time, where next time Mike may have watched the 1997 hit James Cameron, Cameron film Titanic by then. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyways, regardless, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And I'm going to watch Titanic, damn it. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow.